Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see, I will empty. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. I'm going to keep reading, but can we just say amen? Amen. Praise God for that. Yeah. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up and of that we all are witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. That was Acts chapter 2, verses 24 through 36. I was reading from the English Standard Version. Wow. Wow. David. King David. King David. You and I were talking about David recently, and you made the point that we often refer to David as king. We rarely refer to him as prophet. Talk to me, talk to me about that. Well, I think it's so that um, David is one of those figures that, as children, we uh, we love to learn about David. We love to picture him fighting Goliath and slinging that stone, uh, the great victor in battles. And then, as we turn to the Psalms and read those, uh, we can picture him in in the, in the pastures, right, watching his father's sheep and and all of that, and praising God and being the poet. Um, I, I, yeah, warrior and king. But prophet is also a title ascribed to David. The Holy Spirit did work through him in the writing of these psalms and, and leading his people in Israel. i got to talk about one thing in there and all that you said. Probably the most important thing that you said there. You talked about him slinging the stone. I just It just has to be said, it was a sling. It was not a slingshot. Okay. I, I, we got to get that out there for all to hear who are listening in on this. It is not a slingshot. Now having that most important thing taken care of, let's go back to talking about prophecy of the risen Savior. Uh, he's prophesying in Psalm 16. Now the problem is I go back and I read Psalm 16, mm-hmm. and as I'm reading it, I sense that uh, David is talking about himself as king of Israel. So here in Psalm 16, preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their name on my lips. 
The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lions have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So who was David talking about when he wrote Psalm 16? Yeah, well, if you're reading Psalm 16, it sure sounds like he's talking about his own experience uh, as, a, as a king, as a believer in God, and certainly with an utmost confidence that God is never going to abandon him. God is his surety. But if you're reading Acts chapter 2, it sounds like... Well, if you're reading Acts chapter 2, Peter is giving us this lens of the resurrected Christ to read the psalm through. And, you know, as we've even talked about in the last couple of episodes, this idea of a plan of God, of a foreordained purpose, knowledge of God. This would be another one of those examples that the cross of Christ and his resurrection, it does not happen in a vacuum, but that God had been declaring and through the ages, I mean over centuries, um, in, in uh, uh, pictures here and prophecies there and a psalm here, that something uh, great was going to be done that would bring all of this together. So, you know, David is a prophet. David is speaking truth about um, his assurance in God and God never um, leaving him. But at the same time, there is this message here about the Lord Jesus Christ and not leaving him even in death, but have a victory over death. He'll live one of the most difficult things I think for me as I've been studying the Bible and studying prophecy especially is that I think I had for a long time a very nostradamus look at prophecy. You've heard of Nostradamus? I remember as a kid. I've heard I, of him, yes. I saw some special on TV about Nostradamus and how he had predicted all of these things. And, and I think that impacted my idea of what prophecy was, that prophecy is prediction. Mm -hmm. But the Bible demonstrates that prophecy is speaking from God. Right. Some prophecy is pre predictive. Is yeah. predictive. Some, Some prophecy of it is. predicts things. But what makes it a prophecy is not prediction. What makes it prophecy is that it is from God. Yeah, speaking forth God's word. And even when we are talking about the predictive kind of prophecy, because Peter takes a look at Psalm 16 and says, hey, something predictive here. I, I think what we need to recognize is that when God speaks, there are layers at times. I, I, don't, I don't want to act like one passage can mean multiple things. But when we're dealing with prophetic speech, uh, there, there can be the idea of, all right, there's some immediate application, but there's also an ultimate fulfillment that's coming. And I think what we see in Psalm 16 is David facing Goliath, as you mentioned earlier, facing Saul, facing Absalom, facing any of the enemies that he had to face that aren't even recorded for us. I have no doubt there were other enemies that he faced throughout his 40 years as king that, that, that aren't recorded, that we don't see. Throughout any of those, what he is saying is, I know, God, you're going to be with me and you're delivering me. You're delivering me. So when he says... You won't allow your Holy One to see corruption. You won't abandon him to Sheol. He's talking about being delivered from these enemies. Peter now, through the lens of the resurrection, looks back and says, Ah, but David was also a prophet. 
And so when God speaks through David the prophet, he is talking about something even more important than what he was enduring. In fact, what he went through is a type that looks forward to the ultimate Messiah, the king that really is going to be on his throne. And what what we can say about David as a hyperbole, we actually say about the Messiah literally. So David was not raised from the dead. We can go, as he says, and find his tomb. Right. But literally, we can speak about Jesus. And so we have these layers in this prophecy. Does, does that make sense to you? What do you think about that? Am I, you think I'm on track or you think I'm off track on that? Well, I think Peter is definitely using these scriptures to say this was teaching and discussing these things that we are seeing realized in our midst and at this time. And part of that is to key in on this word, Lord. Um, you know, as you read in uh, verse 25, when he begins quoting from the psalm of Acts 2, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. As you're reading in verse 34 of Acts 2, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Verse 36, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. And so we, we've got on, he has pointed out to us, look at where the Lord is discussed in the writings of David, the Lord is Jesus Christ, because it's all come to pass right now with these events connected with Jesus Christ. What's interesting, too, I'm just going to throw one other thing out here. Throw it. Is that... I'm, uh, ready. I'm ready. I got my glove. I'm okay. As Peter, as Peter is talking, Peter is taking one of these passages that Jesus himself had used, had uh, taught on, again, to make a point that he is the Lord. Uh, earlier in the writings of Luke, in Luke chapter 20 and verse 41, Luke 20 and verse 41, here's one of these great instances where Jesus likes to pose a question to his questioners to make a point about his identity. Luke 20 verse 41 says, he said to them, how can they say that the Christ is the son of David? Now, David himself said in the book of Psalms, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, David calls him Lord. How is he then his son? How is it that you could take the lesser, the son, and call him the greater, the Lord? And I believe the point is, the teaching is here, that yes, the Messiah Lord will come be a descendant from David, but it's not just an earthly lineage that actually this this descendant Messiah is the Lord, is the Lord God. And uh, another demonstration of his lordship is in this resurrection. Uh, and so, again, this, this passage that Jesus himself had pointed to from the Psalms, to make a point about his identity, Peter uses again here. And we find them all in the writings of Luke. This is a very ancient Jewish way of looking at the scripture, this thing that you've brought up where he picks out the word Lord of one passage and says, hey, you know what? That makes me think of another passages that, passage that uses that. And notice there's also the connection of right hand, mm-hmm. the Lord at my right hand in both of these passages. Peter's pulling them out and saying, guys, this means something. This means something. We're, we're back to in Acts. What's the focus? The focus is resurrection. Yeah. What David could say about himself with hyperbole, mm-hmm. exaggeration, is actually said about Jesus very literally. He did not stay in Sheol. He did not undergo corruption. 
He was raised from the dead, for in fact, he could not be held by it. Praise the Lord. And when David spoke of the Lord, prophetically, full of the Spirit, the Lord, he was speaking about Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the Christ. Absolutely. Lead us in prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you so much that you have given us this day. We praise the Lord for all that you've done to give us life and breath. In you we live and move and we have our being. Father, it's wonderful to study your word and to spend time in it, considering all the ways that you have shown your great love for us and grace and sending Jesus Christ to die for us, to rise again, to demonstrate that he is Lord of Lords, King of Kings. We pray, Father, that we might make choices this day to live in light of that and bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.